Now, another big issue this week, again, has been climate change. It's still unfolding. As you heard in the news, our Environment Minister, Federal Environment Environment Minister Melissa Price has failed to get an agreement with the states on national climate action. She's heading off to Poland tonight to attend this uh, this COP24 summit, it's called. At the same time, we've got Anastasia Palaszczuk in Queensland blaming bushfires on climate change. And this comes, of course, after last week's protests around the country for climate action. Let's catch up on this issue with the leader of the Australian Conservatives, Corey Bernardi. Thanks for joining us, Corey. It's a pleasure, Chris. Just uh, can we start off with Poland? Uh, what do you think about uh, Australia going off to Poland, and uh, and what's the point of us being there? What do we get out of it? Well, we get nothing out of it. It's um, a bit of a boondoggle. There's, I think, 33 delegates from Australia that are going, and that pales in comparison with all these basket case African nations. I was reading about them today. They've got uh, some of them sending three or four hundred delegates. It's just like one big love fest at taxpayers' expense right around the world. Well, one uh, benefit of this uh, this uh, latest uh, summit, I suppose, is some more information coming out today. And I noted earlier in the program that the, the, new, the new statistics show that um, global carbon emissions will increase by close to 3% in the coming year. I mean, this just shows how ridiculous it is for Australia to send itself broke trying to reduce our 1.3% of global emissions by 26% by 2030. I mean, we've got high electricity prices. We've got all sorts of political turmoil. We've lost jobs in manufacturing and other sectors. But obviously, it's not benefiting the, the planet at all because global emissions are continuing to rise substantially. Well, Chris, there's a few things that we need to bell a cat on here. Firstly, carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. And people who talk about carbon pollution are living in a false paradise because carbon dioxide is not carbon pollution. And secondly, even high school physics demonstrates that that carbon dioxide is is beneficial for the planet. It is necessary for plants to grow. It is necessary for uh, the world to function as it, as we know it. And you can go through history and you will realise that carbon dioxide levels have been much higher uh, and the weather or the climate has been warmer before man was here. It is just nonsensical. And ultimately, it's all about tax. It's all about government being bigger and controlling industry and having more of the economic pie. And I think that's absolutely reprehensible. Well, there's no doubt about the role of uh, CO2 in plant growth and the like, and that's why we have greenhouses. You pump CO2 into greenhouses to increase the growth of your tomatoes or, or whatever. But, of course, there's a lot of scientific argument, and, and I certainly accept uh, something of the, cli- uh, the, the, the climate consensus here, although there's got to be an enormous amount of debate about just what role uh, human emissions are having, just the... I suppose, the quantum of any impact. But surely the point here, Corey Bernardi, is whatever the science says, we know from the basic facts that global emissions continue to rise. So why would Australia penalise itself economically, create so much economic harm, especially when it comes to electricity prices, when global emissions are still increasing? In other words, our efforts are completely futile. Uh, they are entirely futile and they're actually damaging our economy, our way of life and our international competitiveness. But it comes back to your earlier point, I think, Chris, that, about the United Nations. Australia, unfortunately, goes and lies uh, subject to uh, the UN resolutions and signs up to all of them rather than calling them out for 
as Nikki Haley did uh, on the on the Hamas issue. Um, so they go there, they get lectured to by the African nations and uh, these other um, organi- uh, groups that are seeking money, and um, they fall for it. And they, we get lectured about these resolutions by the Greens, and governments get bullied into positions that are against our national interests. Now, we saw a whole lot of uh, protesters uh, last week, uh, students protesting on climate uh, change, apparently. A lot of parents, a lot of teachers, a lot of politicians supporting what they were protesting about, even though a lot of their placards were very uh, profane and abusive. But one point that really worried me is that nobody seems to want to actually engage these students in a debate about the facts or inform them about the facts. They're demanding action on climate. Yet, uh, as we've talked about, Australia is already taking action on climate that's costing us a lot and not benefiting the planet at all. And it doesn't seem like there's anybody who actually wants to deal in facts with these students. We're actually deliberately engaging or, or, or indulging their ignorance. And I asked uh, Richard Dennis from the Australian Insti- the Australia Institute on television the other night, and I asked one of the student protesters' parents if they could name another country that is taking more action at higher cost to its people than Australia on climate, and they haven't been able to get back to me. <laughs> yes, well, what, what is the, the left of the political spectrum said they're going to have a long march through the institution, and they have been indoctrinating our children uh, at both primary school, senior school, and at university level for more than a generation now. And it's a closed shop, Chris. You can't keep a job if you're going to question climate science in the education sector. And we see that with noted uh, um, uh, northern, you know, people like Bob Carter, who, who's deceased, lost his job because he was telling the truth about the, the Great Barrier Reef. And, and Peter Ridd has lost his job uh, at a university as well. Exactly. And, uh, you know, in Parliament we find that uh, if you speak truth to this climate alarmism, you only get abused as a denier and um, uh, a dinosaur. This well, is- Corey Bernardi, what, see, what does my head in, right? I mean, forget about an argument about the science. Even if you concede the most alarmist interpretation of carbon emissions and their effect on the planet, why can't we actually deal in the facts in this country where, where, where instead we encourage students to protest in the streets for more action from Canberra, this grand delusion that some action in Canberra can have any impact on the health of the planet? Chris, because facts don't matter anymore in political debate. What matters is how it makes you feel. Yeah, it's Do all I about emotion good? and virtue signalling. E- exactly, and, and there is a moral superiority by, by claiming you're going to... Uh, embrace the planet. Now, um, this is this is debilitating. It is bad for our economy. Uh, nothing we do is going to affect the climate at all in this country. Now, it doesn't mean we shouldn't be good stewards of the environment. But let's remember, we all exhale carbon dioxide with every breath. And yeah. so this is like a Malthusian sort of uh, process of let's limit progress, let's limit uh, uh, reproduction, let's, you know, control the population growth, uh, and that's all trackable, I guess, in that way, because they're trying to say that we're a pollutant on the planet as well. Now, the trouble here is that the coalition government, while their policies are much less damaging, of course, than Labor's, Labor would double the emissions targets effectively, certainly double the renewable, renewable energy target. The trouble here is we don't have a proper debate in the country about the policies because in order to be frank with the public about how futile our policies are, 
the coalition would have to admit that everything it's done with renewable energy targets and clean energy uh, funds and grants and subsidies, that all that money has actually been wasted as well. Yeah, you're right again, Chris. One of the challenges for the coalition, of course, when I was part of it, was how do you, where do you land on this environmental stuff in, in relation to climate change? And I supported the direct action policy of Tony Abbott, not because I thought it was money well spent at all, but at least there would be something productive and positive for the environment as a result of it. More trees would have been planted, waterways would have been cleaned up, we would have uh, re-fertilised the soil by increasing water retention. They're all positive things that can actually help us in a, in a productivity sense and so they, they could be worthwhile for government to do. But governments subsidising renewable energies, that means other forms of baseload energy are not productive or not uh, viable anymore. They're, they're blinkered, closing off of consideration of nuclear power in this country. The schemes like the Snowy 2.0, uh, hydro battery, all of this stuff is nonsense. Let the market do its job. Let government, if it wants to contribute to anything... Let it uh, put its contracts, $430 million a year of electricity consumption, into new power generation. Just buy it from whoever's going to supply it at the cheapest price for you. And let the market do its job. The country would be better off and taxpayers would save a fortune. Absolutely. Now, Corey Bernardi, it's been a very dramatic year federally. Give us a one-minute summary on how the year in politics has looked to you from the Senate crossbenchers. The world has gone mad and the world of politics has gone even madder. Uh, we have people now that are um, intent on dismantling the border protection policies, perhaps the greatest policy uh, that the coalition has ever introduced and stuck to. Um, they're going to reopen the borders. Uh, and we saw an attempt on that yesterday. We see that everyone wants to talk about identity politics. Everyone wants to talk about these fringe issues rather than the things that truly matter. And our country is going backwards as a result. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Corey Bernardi, and have a good Christmas if we don't talk to you beforehand. Thanks, Chris. Merry Christmas to you and your listeners too. Senator Corey Bernardi there, the founder and leader of the Australian Conservatives, talks a lot of sense, especially when it comes to climate, an issue where neither major party really wants to deal in straight-up facts.